Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Hello, let's see here. Uh, can Nate, can you hear me? All right, all right. So uh, let's see. Well, I'll go ahead and get us started. Um, first, I'd just like to start off to say I, you know, I always do play with a little wordplay. And one of the things that's been really effective for me right now is exchanging the word busy for blessed. Because when I run around saying, you know, I'm, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, then, um, you know, for some of us who remember before there was three-way calling, we used to get a busy signal, remember? And uh, that busy signal, what does it sound like? It's, uh, 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 right? Um, so I don't want to be busy. You know, I'd rather be blessed. And when I realized when I changed the word from busy to blessed, guess what I got more of? More blessings. So I have a whole lot of blessings right now. And uh, I, that just helps my brain just make sense of all the moving parts in my world today. Um, but the topic for today, I'm going to do my best to, you know, just shrink it down and not disappear into the cosmos on one of Theodos' tangents and just shrink it down and condense it and, and get to the point. Um, my topic for today is, you know, there's a beginning and there's an end. But in between those two, there's no finish line, right? So I'm going to touch on what I call the finish line syndrome. And, you know, we all get here some kind of way, whether it's naturally uh, by stork, you know, if we get beamed down by aliens, somehow we got here and we're here on this earth and we, we're here, but we all know at some point it's going to end, right? I'm not racing to the end. I want to make sure that I'm as present as possible in between these two points. But what I realize and what I see, I'm guilty of it myself, is there's a lot of racing going on. You know what I mean? Hurry up to get, not to the end, but hurry up to get somewhere. So, and, you know, I'm one of those type of people who likes to, um, you know, share my journey. You know, I talk about not just talking about things when, you know, when I figured it out and it's the finished product, but I like to chime in and speak to things that's going on in my life and are heavy on my heart while it's happening. Because I believe that is a part of the message that we all need to hear is, you know, people work through all kinds of different ways and what works different things and what works for me might not necessarily work for you, but it is important for us to understand and see that, hey, everybody has their process and everybody is figuring out how in the hell am I going to make this work? You know, when we come to that place of the unknown and we need and we're, we're feeling very vulnerable and we're not quite sure in what di di direction to go. Um, so with that being said, the last couple of months I've been dealing with an injury. And um, a lot of you guys know that I'm, you know, 
I'm a triathlete now and I'm training for Ironman and I have this ankle injury that, you know, I'm not sure if it's going to require surgery. And I have to be honest, when I first got the news that it was more than just my typical ankle that I could, you know, throw a little Rocky Balboa treatment on it and tape it up and get back on it. Like that's not happening this time. It's pretty serious. And, you know, for me, I was actually supposed to race this weekend. You know, I even got the speed helmet right here. Look at this. I was, you know, I was ready to go fast. I got the helmet and now the helmet is here and it's collecting dust. It's like furniture. It's like a trophy on a mantle. I haven't even wore it yet. And, uh, you know, that was a tough pill for me to swallow because I had been training to prepare for this race. Um, but I also have been watching the Olympic trials, too. And it's amazing how some some of these amazing athletes, like they train 24-7 for 10 seconds or less if you're running 100 meter, you know, or whether it's a, a quick swim or whatever. They do all this training and. You ever see, like, especially a hundred meter dash, like when they win the finish line, you know, you get to run around and wave to the crowd, you know, you run around the track with the flag. And sometimes second is a part of that party, right? And if you're third, some sometimes you're not invited to that that lap around the track, unless you're all on the same team. Then it's all good. It's like all three, right? But what happens to fourth? What happens to fifth? Even the seventh place finisher in that 100 meter dash is still one of the fastest people in the world, but they don't get to get to do this. Right. So it just made me think, you know, about my situation is like, wow, I'm doing all this. I'm doing this training and I've got these goals in my life. But what happens if I don't get the race? What happens if, you know, I come in last or I don't place on the podium? Like, does that totally discredit everything that I've been working hard for? And, you know, my experience with being injured right now is really helping me practice mindfulness around, like, how do I transition from one goal to the next? You know what I mean? This practicing mindfulness. And I'm not saying I have to do one, two, three, four. I'm just saying that, okay, I reached a goal. And once I reach that goal, I have an understanding that there is something on deck waiting for me. From when my attention focuses to that, something else is waiting for me. So there's no need to rush right into that without taking some time to transition into the next thing. And I see it, you know, a lot, a lot of us have, have struggled with the fact that we're constantly, you know, chasing these goals, we're achieving these goals, or whether it be an income, you know, uh, amount of homes that we want to sell if you're in real estate or whatever it may be, you know, we chase these goals. And then when we complete them, we go right into the next thing without even taking a breath, Right. Without even taking a breath, we're just right into it. And practicing the mindfulness and how I transition is definitely helping me with the, I call it the finish line syndrome. It's like it helps me manage feeling like I arrived 
and I'm there or I got it or I figured it out. I understand that I may have figured out whatever that temporary goal was or that, you know, that checkpoint, reaching that checkpoint was. But at the end of the day, it's not the end and the race is not over. And in my case, I didn't even get to race. And my daughter helped me make a connection around all this. Like when we were, when they were younger, we used to do family night every Fridays. We cut our phone, cell phones off at like five o'clock, close the curtains, you know, turn cell phones off, get on the couch, get a blankie, watch Finding Nemo, you know, eat popcorn. And, you know, we eat healthy during the week, but it was chili cheese dogs on Fridays. You know what I mean? Um, so we used to do that when they were younger, but now that they're older, they're transitioning from being the kids to young adults, 23 and 18, we're doing family meetings now, you know, family check-ins. And it's not finding Nemo anymore, but it's about just checking in and, and talking about the real stuff. Because, you know, one thing I've learned is in order for me to be a better dad or a better father and stay relevant to my kids, I have to be in, I have to be committed to learning what is going on with them. I have to be committed to truly wanting to hear what's on their hearts and not have this pre-programmed stuff that I'm going to tell them to do and they better do it. That model is totally broken down, totally obsolete, and it's created an environment where we're learning from each other. But anyways, long story short, she said one thing to me. She was like, Dad, well, well, I think it was under the talk of, you know, motivation, being motivated to do something. And she said, Dad, well, I can see how you can do that because you're training for a race, right? And I was like, hmm, I've heard that many times before. The artist, yeah, you can get up early and do the swim and bike and run and do all this stuff because you're training for an Ironman. You have to do that. And I start hearing it so much, I start feeling like my efforts to be a better version of myself is totally just being discredited, right? Like, oh, just because you have a goal, that means you automatically have the juice to, to get it done? Okay. You know, you know, but what I found out was with this injury, right? My training volume is increasing and it's intensifying as if the race is still going to be done, right? And I realized that, you know what? I am not training for the race. I'm training for the now. That makes any sense. I'm training for the now because the training that I do, it breaks down a lot of barriers, a lot of inhibitions with myself, a lot of self-discovery things come up. I get out of my own way. It shrinks down the ego, right? And it takes me to a place where I realize that, oh, I see why people don't want to touch none of this. You know what I mean? It's like, woo, this stuff is heavy. But what it does is it allows me to connect and connect with people more and understand people more and not judge other people's process or come from a place of, you know what, you're doing like this. You need to do it like that. 
because I see how delicate it is just to simply figure it out for my own self. You know what I mean? So who am I to tell someone how they should be doing something when last time I checked, I haven't told, I'm not following my own advice, if that makes any sense. So I thought that was, for me, a breakthrough because here I am, instead of being, you know, sad because I can't race, I realized that I still have an opportunity to be better. I still have an opportunity to, um, you know, just be a, a better human being. And whether or not I get to race, that's not going to change anything. And it also made me understand that, you know what? The race is the dessert. But the training and preparation and the breakthroughs that happens on that journey, that's the main course. So if you think about it, when you go to eat dinner, you go to a nice dinner, do you go to a nice dinner for the dessert? No. If the dinner is so, sometimes it's so good, right? You like, when they, when they come back and like, do we like to see the dessert menu? Sometimes I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Cause I didn't have appetizers. I didn't have my plate. I ate some of my wife's plate and I've been, you know, dibble, dibble, dabbling and everything. So the point I'm making is, you know, our main course is the journey, right? If we're lucky enough, we get to have some dessert. You know, dessert is not guaranteed. I realize that, wow, I'm in training all this stuff and the, being able to race is not guaranteed. So it just changed my mindset that if I finish a goal, great. But it's not really important whether or not I get to the goal. It's my effort and my consistency and my mindset, you know, on, on the journey to achieve that goal that really has the sustainable the effect that's going to allow me to enhance my now. That makes any sense. You know, my journey, my work that I put in on a consistent basis is enhancing now. It's not for later. It's not for the finish line, right? Everything we do is for now. So um, I had a couple of other, you know, uh, but yeah, like I was saying, the the journey, the journey is allowing me to connect with other people. And if you have, you know, something that's going on in your world right now, and you are, it's, it's totally attached to the result or the outcome, ask yourself, what can I pull out of this goal or the pursuit for this goal or the pursuit of whatever it is you're going for? Is there any of that stuff I can use for today? You know what I mean? Is it just for me getting there? Is that the only reason I'm doing all this stuff? Or can I use some of that today and actually, you know, enjoy it now? I got this helmet <laughs> over here. Uh, I can still wear it. It won't be in the race. I might even walk down the block with it. Like, I'm going to enjoy it now, right? Why not? I bought it. Um, and then, too, another thing that I would, this is just a, a couple of things to just to bring some structure into my topics. I know if Jesse was here, he would help me with that because I like the uh, but three things I want you to consider. Uh, how do you transition from one goal to the next? 
just write that down and think about that, whether, you know, think about that throughout the week. How do you trans transition from one goal to the next? Do you take a breath? Do you have like this list of other goals that you just jump right into the next thing? Do you take a time out? Do you celebrate? Um, sometimes I can be too hard on myself and be like, well, I got the goal, but I'm not going to really be happy until I knock out these other five, you know? It's like, so what does it look like for you? And number two, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the best, how do you rate yourself at being present in the moment? How do you rate yourself for being present in the moment? Like if you, if we were sitting across from each other right now and I asked you that question and the first number to come to mind, I'm just curious, can anyone type in the chat box? I would like to see what, what we're looking like. And I'm just curious. How would you uh, rate yourself being present in the moment? Hmm, okay. Everyone's scared of that one. <laughs> With the cell phones these days, it's hard to, ooh, we got some high numbers here. Really? That's good. Is that just today or like that's a, that's, is that an average, a median? Which, which number is that? All right. Well, that's good to see. I'd like to, I was going to say, I'd like to think it's an average, but it's there are definitely times where three is the number. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I have, hear the conversation. However, I'm in my phone. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I look up from my phone and think, wait a minute, what was just said? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. When you were three, Nate, where are you? <laughs> Another world. <laughs> are, are you doing yeah. that, that Cosmos thing that... <laughs> I'd like to say I'm contemplating the meaning of life. However, could just be TikTok. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I, I go to places. Yeah, I'm all over the place, to be honest. And that's why, you know, I'm like, I can't be the only one that, you know, likes to space travel at light speed and visit different worlds while I'm in a listing presentation. <laughs> uh, I'm just being 100% real. And uh, this, this sharing the fact that, you know, I'm a human being just like all of you. And um, sometimes we have to bring some humor to this because we are not robots. We don't, we're not programmed to do everything perfectly every time. We won't even come close to it. So that pressure, that added pressure of working so hard to get to the goal. And I'm not saying we shouldn't. I'm just saying we have to be careful with that because, you know, I'm noticing, you know, I've been in the uh, real estate industry now for 16 years. And one thing that agents and brokers do 
uns burn the candles from both ends all the time, you know, and I see a lot of relationships suffer because we're burning the candles from both ends all the time. We're chasing those, you know, those goals and we, our transition to the next goal sucks and we, we don't breathe correctly. You know, these are all things that I've been working on. You know what I'm saying? We, we forget to breathe, you know, next time you're in traffic and you feel that tension building up, check to see what your breath is doing. You probably haven't taken one in like 45 seconds. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you're starting to see the double line. It's like, it's, it's all tight, right? And then you start breathing again, you know, then, it, then it's like, okay, I'm in traffic. Let me find something pleasant to listen to and so I can get through this, whether that I need to hurry up and, you know, before then you start thinking about flipping the bird or whatever you do in your like road rage setting, you know, I'm just, just saying. <laughs> um, but then back to my, the other point that I made, number three is, uh, you know, identifying. It's really important to identify Whatever you're working on, if you're whatever you're trying to achieve, how can some of those actions, those behaviors, those traits, what can they do to help you enhance the now? You know, instead of saving saving everything for the dessert, Mike, allowing ourselves to taste, you know, actually taste our food, you know, actually taste the process, embrace the process, and um, just so that we get the full experience because I'm learning, you know, right now that, wow, I'm so glad I was able to pivot, adapt, and adjust and not put all my eggs in one basket basket on being to actually do this race. So now I've changed it. I've, I've changed it internally. Not here. Here is like... Pfft. It can be here one day, then it's back to poor me the next day. It's, this thing right here is um, can be a little sporadic, you know. Um, but when I say internally, that means that there's more of a connection between, you know, my heart and my brain. And it becomes more of a lifestyle other than something I have to think about or practice or consciously force myself to, you know, be in a certain state. So now that I'm in that place... I just feel that it's it's a lot healthier. And that's why, you know, I wanted to share with you guys that, you know, there is a beginning. There is an end. We have so much control over how we experience what happens in between these two points. More than we ever know. Not on everything, but we have control over our part. And a good mentor of me said all the time, he was like, well, if you have a situation and you take you out of that situation, does that situation still exist? <laughs> I was like, that's one of those ones, like, I wasn't ready for that when I first heard it. And I was just like, like what are you talking about? Like, it just stumped me. But now I, I get it now. You know, they're in. There's so much going on in the world. We all have a lot of moving pieces. I'm not saying I'm special and I got all this stuff going on. We all have our version of having multiple things to juggle. And But one thing we do have control over is what narrative we 
You know, what story do we tell? Are we talking more about our problems more than solution? You know, who are we hanging around? Are they supporting, you know, that narrative that fuels the problem so that we can have that pity party and get maybe three or four people at the party, you know, or we have that group that's going to say, okay, yeah, I get it. You know, give us, give you a group hug, but then constantly nudging you to face, face whatever it is. So we can have a real party, you know, and today, you know, I choose to spend my time with those people who are going to nudge me into that place of being out, you know, out of my comfort zone. I don't like it, but on the other side of that, it's amazing. Every single time. There hasn't been one time I've been like uh, disappointed that I didn't face one of my challenges. You know what I mean? Like I'm, 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 I'm the, the score is like a hundred to zero when it comes to facing my challenges and like, not feeling good about it. So like, you know what I mean? So once again, letting this thing right here, this screwy thing get in the way and make everything complicated is my process as far as like shrinking things down, having a a healthier relationship with setting my goals, how I transition from one goal to the next and understanding that everything I do has the ability to enhance my now, whether it's positively or negatively, right? Everything I do today, right now we're doing a gym, demo job at our own house. We're doing a demo work. I sell houses, but I also have a construction background. I hardly get to work on mine, right? Like, what sense does that make? So I'm, my wife and I, we're doing our own demo, but even that, um, what I'm pulling out of that is, this is a part of my transition. I'm doing something for myself that I've neglected. I've been helping people build their dreams for 16 years and forgot how much I love to use these things right here. Give me a power tool. Ah, you know what I'm saying? It's on. And, I you saw know, you with that chainsaw. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and you see how I'm smiling. You see how I lit up. I'm like, ah. <laughs> it was a little scary. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that my wife and I were, you know, dead together for 25 years, married for 20, business partners for 16, and we are an amazing partners when it comes to rehab. Like we'll both do the demo. You know, I have a construction background, so I know how to use certain tools. She picks it up just like that, but she's also the one that's the eagle eye for detail. So after I make all this noise and it's good enough for me, she has that, no, we need to put that extra little detail on it. And that makes it all work because I don't have energy for that part. You know, let me make a hole, let me build some, let me make a whole lot of like dust. And, um, but anyways, uh, the point I'm making is, I'm using whatever that's going on in my world as a, something that can enhance the now. I'm doing things that I love to do that makes me a better human being, right? So I have a question real quick. Um, 
I'm so impressed with how you're handling the injury and the competition, but because that's hard, you know, um, you said you're, you're training even harder. How are you doing that? Like what adjustments have you actually made for, you know, like, tell me more about like that mindset of maybe not doing the triathlon and does it make making sense? Yeah, well, you know, my training, I have a coach, you know, uh, I have a coach. So this is already programmed. Okay. Right? So I'm still, Even with your ankle and they just adjusted it for your ankle. Is it? Well, I'm on the elliptical instead of running. Okay. I, can, I can do the elliptical and I can tell you right now, 12 miles on the, on the elliptical. Right. <laughs> but I use okay, it. So so I use it without, I use the freehand without using the arms. And, but I use that as an opportunity, audiobook, no music for a while. You know what I'm saying? So I've. Yeah, I, I, no, it's good. Okay. That's awesome. Way to go. I, yeah. So I'm constantly, we have to constantly adapt and adjust or right. we have to be careful. I was careful. just curious, so curious what you were doing. And that's, yeah. that's a great example right there of adjusting mm -hmm. and also improving at the same time. So thank you. It's mm -hmm. interesting. Yep. So, yes. And it, just to Connie, I'm not a superhero. Uh, but I just want to let you know that <laughs> I, I feel things deeply. And when I'm not being true to myself, it's heavy. It's a heavy bag of you know what, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, that's, I mean, that's, yeah. that's too much for me to handle. So I, I'm mm -hmm. trained to, no matter what, to find a way, period. Yep. Love um, it. All right, so we're a little bit over, but I will just one more time go through the three things. Go through the three things. How do you transition from one goal to the next? Um, consistently rate yourself on being present in the moment and um, pay special attention to if you're in that three range, like Nate, like where are you if you're a three? <laughs> and then uh, using whatever you can pull from, if you have a goal or something that you're shooting for, pulling things out of that to enhance your now right so it's been a while i missed you guys i'm glad to be back have an amazing week and reach out if you need anything all right talk to you later Boom. if you'd like more information or to get connected to the agent power huddle join our free facebook group this call was designed for the agents in our exp organization but open to any agent from any brokerage if you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about exp or our specific resources within the agent collective reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info produced by the agent collective media network